What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of In the Hole. As you can tell, we've lost our normal host, Blackjack Fletcher, as the person who makes all the programming decisions at BTV. I felt that maybe we'd just get him out of here and uh, I'd take this thing over because uh, I love baseball and sometimes he doesn't. So uh, take it over. We've, yeah, that's what we always do. Um, also, I heard, isn't he busy this, on Angel Hernandez's legal team, anyways? Isn't that what he's doing? Yeah, I think <laughs> we'll get into that in just a little bit. Um, okay. For those of you who have watched before, we've got a new person on the panel. Um, hopefully, he'll be able to talk with Pap's ball so deep in his mouth. Um, Leo, the. <laughs> Forever Boston fan is with us. Leo, how are you, buddy? I'm pumped, dude. I, I've been pumped up since BJ <laughs> called me last night. And he's like, hey, man, you're going to be on the show with Pat tomorrow. I'm like, I am? You mean it? So I've been, like, trying to play it cool. But, Pat, I love you, dude. From Boston, you're the best. We miss you. Oh, good Lord. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be all episode, boys. Oh, Pat, I, I, I got to tell you, buddy. I'm, I'm sorry. What, what kind of shirt is that? Is that a Guardian shirt? No, it's better than Vegas. Oh, okay. No, yours. Oh, yours. this shirt? It's Major League, right? Major League, baby. Okay. I mean, technically, it's Guardians, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Well, they're the Indians. But, uh, yeah, so, um, Leo, you're on a strict leash is what I've been told. Um, so we'll, we'll try to keep this good. But uh, how's everybody doing? How you doing, Kyle? Doing great, man. I'm excited. The topic's for today. I'm ready to get in some trouble, get that complaint box filled up. Uh, very excited, of course. I love being here with our boy, Pap. Get his intake on it because you get a different, you know, you just get a different feel for it when someone who's been in there, you get to hear something different. And, uh, you know, we're all a little crazy. And I mean, the only sad part is watching Leo grovel. That's that's going to be tough to watch. But, uh, I know. you know, what can you it's do? so it's so bad. Pat, can we start off with the fact you played for Boston and I, I'm, I'm sure you love the fans. But at the end of the day. You really don't give a shit about the fans, right? Yeah, you there, do. get your money, win championships. Yeah, you and do. Then get the hell out, right? Don't disappoint me, Pat. Hey, look here. This is how this is how I like to kind of explain it. Uh, number one, you play for your family and you get your damn money. Okay. Number two, if you're somebody like JD Drew, you play till. You watch your clock till the game's over. If you're somebody like me, you play for the fans. Now, there's players that play for the fans. There's players that don't give a shit about the fans. But, man, I, I tell you what, in, in no other city like Boston did I ever feel that from the fans. So, man, look, at the end of the day, I was like, man, you know, I remember times being in Boston where I threw like four days in a row, and uh, Frank Conan was like, look, man, you got the day off. Sit down. Go have a beer tonight, chill out. And they, the, the, I think it was a one run game, and they started saying Pavel Bob. And so I was like, oh shit. So I called it down there. I said, Tito, put me in. And so, you know, I did play for the fans because I loved it, man. Because there's so many times where, hell, I'd be hungover or some shit like that, a day game. And <laughs> I'm like, man, I need these fans to help pull me through, dude. Hey, man, Boston is special. I've been trying to tell these guys this. Boston is different. This isn't Kentucky. This isn't Lexington. This isn't Portland. Okay? Boston is a special, special place, dude. Okay? I mean, we don't, don't they still play it? We help oh, you guys. Like you said, when, when you're struggling, we're here to help you. But don't yeah, they but also Leo... play a song every day at their baseball field of a dude who was looking at an 11-year-old girl talking about touching me, touching you? I mean, come on. Yes, they do. Um, come that's on. a little. Come on. 
I, I, I never heard that song because I was always warming up, so I always yeah. blocked that song out. Yeah, it's good to block that out. It's good to block that out, especially after Neil Diamond said, yeah, I was looking at a picture of Caroline Kennedy with her parents when she was 11 years old when I wrote it. It gets a whole lot creepier when you listen to it, understanding the uh, backdrop of the uh, song's oh, origin. Just, you know, just throwing it out there. Sounds yeah, like a Joe well, West song. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> exactly. Bingo. All right. We love go, Joe West. Joe West. Already, already getting the Joe West references in. All right, yeah. first up, guys, I mean, obviously the talk around baseball, we lost uh, Joe Girardi as a manager last week. Uh, Angels have now lost 14 straight. They fired Joe Madden. Um, odd move. And, and, and this is my question for Pat, since he's been in the locker rooms before. Um, does firing a manager really do anything? Because I see teams do this in all sports, and very rarely – have I seen it work outside of soccer? Like, is firing the manager midseason doing anything other than just letting your fan base know you're going to hire a new manager after the season? Um, yeah, look, I'll break it down. I'll break it down for you like this. You know, when I was with the Phillies, we had Charlie Manuel, and then uh, they fired him and brought in – uh, a guy named Pete McCannon who never was nothing but a bench coach. And then a year after that brought in another guy called Ryan Sandberg who absolutely fucking sucked as a manager. And so did Pete <laughs> McCannon. But, I mean, they probably both will tell you they suck. So, I mean, nothing's new. But here's the thing. If you have a good manager that the, the team respected and and knew that, you know, at the end of the day, the manager gets fired, not the whole team. So if it's a manager that the guys liked and, and didn't want to see go, man, it sucks having that new manager in. But if it's somebody like, you know, a, a Pete McCann or a Ryan Sandberg, you want to get out, you're like, hell yeah, let's rally. This guy freaking sucked. You know, Matt Williams, when we were with the Nationals, hell, we get on the bus after the game and, and start chanting, when are we going to fire him? You know, it's just – Either players get a coach or they don't get a coach. And either he's a player's coach or not a player's coach. So I don't know what, what types these are. I know – I mean, I'm pretty much sure Girardi sucks as a manager. I, I don't think that's <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I mean, he was a Yankees bench catcher that, what, did – what caught one perfect game in his career, maybe hit 180. And, and, and he just I, – I don't know. He, he got, he I mean, got braces at like 50 years old. Who does that? You know? So I, weird. I know. Oh, God. You hit it on the head. The braces thing. Like, I can't take you fucking seriously. You're 50 with braces, dude. And I like the customary fuck you, Ryan Sandberg. Every week we need to have a fuck you, Ryan Sandberg segment just to let <laughs> everyone know how much we hate Ryan Sandberg, right? Yeah. yeah. We can't. So, yeah. Well, and, and so with the thing with Madden, it seems like the locker room liked Joe Madden. I mean, I've not heard anybody say anything bad. Um, you know, a lot of times when the manager gets fired and they don't like him, they usually one of the players will say something. But yeah, but Kyle, Kyle, we've not yeah. heard anything about. Yeah, nothing's really so. coming out. You're right. I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, so that kind of tells me maybe they don't want to see him go, and, and, and maybe it's just bad luck for him. But I yeah, I mean, look. So you lose 14 games in a row. You've got the best two players in baseball, Otani and Trout, right? Arguably, I guess you suppose you could argue that you have a bloated payroll. You're in Southern California. You lose 14 straight, and we're going to blame the 70-year-old dude who still has to wear a Halloween costume every day to the ballpark, right? Because, of course, you make these 70-year-olds wear baseball pants and jerseys. They look fucking ridiculous. Uh, 
I love seeing the little league coaches do that shit too. It's like, God, this is not Halloween guy dressed like a yeah. grown adult, first of all. But no, this isn't Joe Madden's fault. And uh, obviously, he's not out there going 0 for 4. He's not out there, you know, pulling a Noah Syndergaard, running his mouth, and then, you know, getting bashed out of the game in the first fucking inning. But uh, I mean, this is yeah, what. Yeah, you know, here's the thing is, too, man, it, it, you look at it, it's, it's all about whether or not the players like playing it's like a boss do you like your boss do you like working for your boss or you don't and right. so you know i like you know the socks struggling this year a little bit alex cora i mean you don't you don't hear, hear about him being on the hot seat you know i mean give it another year or so and he might be but i mean you know that's because he's got that mutual respect and and, and they know that man it's, it's a it's a down year or you know what what whatever the case may be yeah, but the yeah. in win now mode. Like they should. Who are you going to go find that's better? This is my issue that's with my acquiring thing. a coach, right? Yeah. Joe Madden's been there. He's won. Whether you like the guy, don't like the guy, and it, like you guys said, all accounts are that the players actually did either didn't mind this dude or actually liked him. So now, what are you going to do? You're 27 and 30. It's still earlier in the year. You just ready to call this year a wash? Are you hoping for some magic potion that's going to turn the season around? This seems like a really. But yeah, what you got, man? You got you got. Sellers or buyers at the trade deadline for the Angels? Now probably sellers, right? Well, I mean, they're in second place in the division still after 14 straight You're not going to have to have a great record to make the wild card in the American League, it doesn't look like, right? Yeah. Like a, a team, you're, you don't, you're not going to have to win 105 games to make the wild card this year. Uh, so if they want to be buyers, I think we all know what they need. It's the bullpen. The bull, look, firing Joe Madden's not going to fix your bullpen. Byron Joe Madden's not going to fix the end of your rotation. That's your problem. If you're yeah, the you have the same team. you have the same twenty five guys doing the same shit day in and day out. you know, yeah. um, it, it's 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 the manager's job to just basically make sure who's available every day, so I can put my pieces of my chessboard where I want to put them and make the right moves. And uh, you know, I I think the Madden deal is uh, something up in the front office smells a little fishy to me yeah you know and again like i think kyle just said it like firing madden what's that going to do for this season it's going to do nothing but hurt the team i think it's not going to fix the problem that they have it's not madden's fault they've lost 14 straight players um you know <laughs> they were playing just fine before this so you know what happened i i just don't and like leo said i just don't know what you do in the middle of like Okay, so you pull a bench coach who's not really prepared to handle the job to be the manager, and then at the end of the year, you're going to hire somebody else. So you're basically just tossing in this year, and I don't see why you're doing that when you have Trout and Otani. But, you know. Sure seems like they're tossing in the year right now by, by making this move, though, to me. Mm -hmm. Yep. Sure does. Well, that's what I'm saying. So I, I don't know. I, you know, good luck to them, I guess. Um, it's kind of fading me out. If you put comments up, I can't see them. So, um. so Dick Tugnut says, here in Shaq say coaching doesn't matter at all. It was one of the dumbest arguments he's ever heard. Uh, totally agree. Of course, coaching matters. Well, the NBA doesn't matter. When you have Shaq, Kobe, yes. and when you have the, when you have the best yes, talent in the league, you're, you're, the guy on the sideline doesn't matter at all. Kind of matters. Man, that's bullshit, Kyle. You're such a Coaching dumb. matters in every <laughs> You're a dumbass. You think I could have went out there and coached the 01 Lakers. I could have coached the 01 Lakers. Hold up. Watch the last Pat. dance and see if coaching matters. Pap, yeah, I got to I gotta push back on that a, a little bit because, again, you've been in the locker room of a big league team, many big league teams. 
does the coach, like the head coach, the manager, does his coaching matter, or is it just your man, relationship with fucking, him matter? Y'all, y'all been smoking too much fucking dope or something, man. Y'all have short-term. I, we just talked about I'm this asking. last week. Tell him, Pat. Coach, I, I told y'all last week, Dusty Baker, we talked about it. He He's going to win them 15 to 20 games a year just by being the manager he is. I actually did forget that you said that last week. Yeah, God, yeah, I and I think you I agreed love, to me too, Kyle. And now yeah, you're recanting on it, so now you're like a fucking dumbass. <laughs> Damn Dust, it. <laughs> good call. Dusty Dust Baker's it. one of my favorites. Um, all right, well, so let's move on from that. Let's get into some more <laughs> topics. Um, let's go to the Tampa Bay Rays here. Uh, Pat, mm. I don't know if you saw, but uh, earlier this week, MLB did Pride Day, where all the teams had a little uh, – LGBTQ plus oh, yeah. Yeah. rainbow logo on their sleeve. And there was a handful of race players that's like, yeah, we're not wearing that uniform. Um, religious reasons. Um, I got a take on this, guys. I'll, I, you know, I don't know who wants to take this first, Pat. Do you want to religious talk about religious reasons? Religious reasons. Yeah, that's what they said. Yeah. Um, so, what's your thoughts? Well, look, here, here's my thought. It, it's, it's like a, you're like a NASCAR team, right? So it, on your NASCAR, if you don't want something on your car, you're going to put it? You're going to let them sponsor you? No. If you don't agree with it, you shouldn't have to do it. Um, you know, the entire LGBTQ, LMNOP, I don't even know all the words, but that whole community has been pushing for acceptance and um, you know, we're, we're all the same and in, in, in equality. And I get that, but on the other end of it, you know, there are people that aren't like you just because you're one way doesn't mean that we have to accept your way. We can let you do your thing and be your own person. But if my religion or the way I was born and raised, um, doesn't agree with you, why you got to press something on me? Well, um, I, I would say Major League Baseball and many other sports press things on players all the time. <laughs> I mean, oh, there's no question your, about it. You got, but at the I, end of the day, my point is the player should have a say so in what okay. he's representing okay. when he goes out on the field. And I'm glad you said that. So I'm again, it's my job as the host to push back a little bit to everybody. So my pushback to you is everybody seems to be okay with these guys doing that, and that's fine. But when it's military day and somebody refuses to wear camo because they don't respect our military, um, what are we going to say then? Then people are going to be like, oh, this guy's an asshole and Colin Kaepernick him right out of the league. Is that okay? No, no, no. Like, here's the deal. Okay, you had gay Kapler. Y'all see Cap? Yeah. Yeah. They go out for the national anthem. He got fined. They fined him. He was okay with it. Let's move on, right? People these days get their fucking feelings hurt and they get butt hurt so bad that they can't, they want everybody to see their own views in their own way when, man, look. Well, I I guess here's my thing about it is, first off, it's a patch on my sleeve. Who cares? They put one there every game. Fucking Jesus. Um, If if one's got a rainbow on it, I mean, do I feel strongly enough about it? Like, first off, like if that's what the, if these guys are truly that religious to where this offends them that much, okay, I guess. But what I mean, are here's you the thing: well, out, are you hanging well, out with Pap in the locker room, chugging beers and shit? 
Well, here's yeah. Well, see, here's the thing too is man, if you if you agree that strongly on it, and you want to take a stand on it, don't play. Don't play in that game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look. No, look, I agree with you. There, there, there is just a horrible tradition in this country and around the world where they use religion to sort of be a baby in an oppressive piece of shit. First of all, having a little rainbow patch on your jersey isn't going to turn you gay. I promise. It's not going to make you stop loving women and start loving men or vice versa. It's not going to happen. Number two, it's the same reason I don't get offended if someone wants pancakes and not scrambled eggs on Easter because the Easter bunny doesn't like pancakes. I don't believe yeah, in man. fairy tales. These morons don't running around here acting like these little fairy tales are going to affect everything is ridiculous. And to my, further to the point, if you are a believer in Jesus and you do prescribe to the Jesus that you find in the Bible, let's not forget who Jesus was hanging out with. It wasn't the rich people. It wasn't the, the okay. people in power. It was the people who were poor and who were in the streets and who were oppressed. If you think that Jesus, and that's who you're clinging to, to you know, make your little statement and act like this is so offensive, which is patently ridiculous, he would be hanging out with the people that you're making feel bad right now, not on the rich people and the people in power who are acting like this is hurting them so much. It's, it's patently ridiculous from top to bottom. Grow a pair of nuts. If the team wants you to wear it, you're getting paid a shit ton of money to play baseball. Quit whining like a little bitch. Go out there. Do your job. The logo doesn't do shit to you. Also, just for the record, the five players are all like – I didn't recognize any of their names. No, so, I think no. they're just trying to get their names out there. Like, yeah. woohoo! Uh, Leo, thoughts, buddy? Yeah, I kind of agree with both Kyle and Pap. Like, if this was me and I, I didn't believe in the gay um, – gay marriage and stuff i probably still would have worn it like you don't need that publicity and like it's fine it's a patch and you're not really hurting anybody you're getting paid to do so i probably would have just worn the patch and just said that's cool I also kind of grew up pat if you feel like strongly about it i mean listen none of them were disrespectful about it so no. they came out bashing gay people afterward i mean jason adam came out and said a lot of it comes down to faith uh it's a faith-based decision so it's a hard decision because ultimately we all said what we want them to know is that they're all welcome and loved here so it wasn't like they bashed them yeah so I mean, like, well, it's okay it's okay not to agree with something and also just we want you to feel welcome and loved but i also want to point out that i think your lifestyle is a sin and i don't want to put a patch i mean well, it's, that's like saying with all due respect and saying whatever, whatever the hell you want it's tangent. ridiculous they just didn't wear the patch here and here, here's okay my thing it. about the here's my thing about the faith too a lot of times when people make a decision like this, they pick and choose when to be fake. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, That's based. a good point. Uh, you know, because let me just tell you, there's guys in that locker room. Pat can tell you right now. There's guys in that locker room who are cheating on their wives. Do they still talk to those guys? Do they Are they okay with that? They probably mm -hmm. don't care one way or another because it's none of their business. Very similar to this. So, again, don't pick and choose when you're going to be a man of faith. Be it all the time. Um, yeah, when are we going to stop wait. interjecting fairy tales and floating mythical figures into everything we do in life? Get the hell over it and grow up. Seriously, just grow the fuck up. Yeah, we just kind of basically with all sports figure out a way that, you know what, like we let's interject everybody and everybody stop getting so butthurt, man. And like, yeah, just agreed. like, man, let's just like play. Can we all get along? Isn't that like, again, I, Pat, you haven't heard me say this. My friends have like. I live by one rule in life, and it applies anywhere, whether it's life, the golf course, work, uh, you know, your day-to-day -day doings. Don't be an asshole. It, it plays everywhere. If you're not an yeah. asshole, you're fine. Like, just everybody quit being assholes to each other and hey, look, try to be kind. That's, 
that's the one rule me and my wife live by at this house at my house tell my kids hey man don't be an asshole piece of shit look my kids could fail fifth grade and sixth grade as long as they're not an asshole piece of shit i don't care yeah, well, <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing it's like it's like i, I play golf and and like you know people wanting you to putt a two and a half footer and it's like dude i'm never making anybody putting anything inside three or four feet because a if they oh. miss it it's just going to piss them off and make their round miserable which makes me miserable golf is supposed to be fun i just want to just pick the ball up and let's move on i'm pretty sure what, i had to putt inside three feet uh honey that was mini golf and i had to give you 19 shots shut up um, still covered baby Speaking of ridiculous things, uh, the home run rate has jumped in Major League Baseball out of nowhere. Uh, Pap, are we are we back to the different baseballs now? They're they're switching them around again. Oh man, what what's that soap opera? And the world as the world as turns, the world turns, <laughs> as the baseballs turn. I don't know, man. Look, I I can't tell you anything about the baseballs nowadays because back when I played, man, it was a bucket of balls. You rub some mud on them, and that was it. Um, yeah. So now it's gotten so technical. I don't know what the hell they do with them balls, but um, to me, it just goes. To me, it's just the inconsistency of baseball. It's just the inconsistency with all the analytics. Analytics are not perfect, dude. Launch angles are not perfect. Spin rates are not perfect. All this bullshit you talk about, the baseballs are not perfect. So I think it just boils down to inconsistency, man. We might have months where we see home runs shoot up. We might have months where they shoot down. We might strike everybody out for two months and nobody gets hit. That's baseball, man. That's how it's going to go, especially nowadays and the way the game's going. I feel it's just the inconsistency of baseball. Yeah, well, I think that's the problem. And Kyle, you know, as a guy who bet on baseball all year last year, and then at the end of the season after it's over, Major League Baseball comes out and it's like, well, we had actually two completely different baseballs, and mm -hmm. we'd send some baseballs to some games and some baseballs to other games. You're trying to bet on this every day. How does this make you feel as a gambler? Uh, well, it doesn't really bother you. just have to adjust, right? Just like with everything else. It's like if you're a player. And yeah, you but you don't know where the balls are. No, I'll tell you what you gotta do, Beho. You gotta he goes into his little fucking prison room and he doesn't throw the ball bullshit reasons, just like he does with his picks. Hey, hey, I think I'm like 12 and 1 in my last 13 baseball plays. Just, just I'm having a good run. Well, right now. you're going yeah. downhill today, buddy. Going yeah, I shouldn't have said shit. But you know, you're gonna see I, I don't know if the baseballs are different. I hope they are. Juice the balls, just like Tug Nut says in the chat box, juice the balls, juice the players. Put steroids oh. in their fucking eyeballs if you have to. I don't give a I, damn. Juice at all. I don't, Let's go. Yeah, I don't. I don't care about any uh, of that stuff. Uh, I, but you, juice you the balls. Now. Raise the make the seams bigger on the baseball. Cork the bats. Free yeah. steroids. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Can you pictures? <laughs> can you pictures in your hey, sensitive you fingers handle high seams? Uh, but you know, the the weather's getting warmer, so a few factors are you're going to see more runs in the summer yeah, months because yeah. the ball travels more in warmer weather. Yeah, so but, uh, that's when you start jumping on some of those totals and stuff like that when it warms up. And you got to remember too, we're a couple months in. Some of these pitchers, their arms are going to get a little bit more tired. They're going to be a little more fatigued. And man, look too, that's a good point, Kyle, because man, they start man, day games. You sweating your ass off. There's no grip on the baseball, especially now. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I like that point. It's a good point. It's a good little analytic point that I actually I mean, do like from you. There we go. Uh, See, I could, I could, I could sometimes have, have – Guys, uh, let's, 
let's not act like we're in the middle of the summer yet. All of a sudden, after six weeks of being around 0.8 to 0.9 uh, home runs per game, it just jumped to 1.2. Like, typically, it gradually goes up as the weather gets hotter. This this was like a major jump. Well, it was a cold yeah. winter. I mean, everywhere, right? Winter kind of dragged on everywhere. Then it seemed like it did here. I know it did across the country. I think once you see start seeing the warmer weather, and again the fatigue from some of these players, you're going to see more runs. So, how much the baseballs are a factor into? I don't know. I guess there's probably no way of knowing until the end of the year when they kind of give out that information and let you know. But right now, I would say it's probably mostly warmer weather and, and player fatigue. That, that that makes more sense to me than all of a sudden a drastic change in the baseball. If it is. Thank you, Major League Baseball. Thank you for doing it. Get us juice baseballs because I think we all would agree we'd rather watch a 7-4, a 7-5 seven, seven, game than a 2 nothing game night in and night out. Yeah, I mean, it kind uh, of feels Leo. like it's a mix of the two. Like, yeah, it's getting warmer, and I'm sure that that's a factor, but like Bihel said, that, that's a big jump right there to go from 0.8, 0.9 to 1.2. Kind of feels a little fishy. It feels like baseballs, you know, just here we go again with the balls. We never know what's coming. Might be a dead ball, might be a juice ball. That and that's my thing. Just just send the juice baseballs to everybody. Like yeah. don't have some juice balls in some games and no juice baseballs in other games. Like just make it consistent, guys. That's or give them metal bats. Fuck it. Let's do the metal bats. Let's go. No, that's crazy. You'll kill you'll kill a pitcher. Um uh, give them metal bats so they can chase Angel Hernandez around. Uh we'll just mm-hmm. segue right into that. Um mm-hmm. Angel Hernandez has now accused Major League Baseball's performance reviews of umpires as a disadvantage to umpires of color, saying they particularly grade them harder than they do white umpires. Um, he's insane, right, Pat? Like, this dude sucks. I, I, man, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know what he's smoking, but look, dude. I, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure like computers grade them out. Yeah. I, <laughs> uh, are computers racist now? Depends <laughs> on like, who programmed I didn't them, get I guess. this. I don't, because they go through, like, they're judged by Quest Tech as a computer system software. Yep. So, I, I mean, we might be breaking into something now. We got racist software. Who knows? I don't know, man. Thanks a lot, IBM. I, I, I mean, at the end of the of day, be better at your job, right, Kyle? I mean, like, this guy yeah. is so okay. bad. Well, well, let me lead this in by, look, there's, there, it's no mystery that baseball has been, its history has soaked in racism, right? Babe Ruth is not hitting 714 home runs if he wasn't hitting 65-mile-an-hour fastballs from the little white dude who serves him his deli cuts at the grocery store. Okay, they weren't we weren't smuggling in Cubans off a boat who could throw 100 miles an hour to come smoke it past Babe Ruth. Sorry, ass. Okay, so let's say you want to put an asterisk by the start by the steroids era. Let's put an asterisk by when when the little white grocery clerk was the only guy allowed to pitch for the hundred dollar bills. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a bit ridiculous here. There's so, been cheating in baseball since the inception of baseball. That's correct. There's that been cheating in football correct. since football began. Period. That's right. That being said. Angel Hernandez, race has nothing to do with the fact that you are one of the worst umpires of all time, if not the worst. You're an absolute joke. You're a disgrace. When are you? When you are trending on Twitter, Angel Hernandez, it's not because you did a good job. It's because you've done yet another shitty job. Nothing about you reeks of exceptionalism at all whatsoever. 
you being white wouldn't have made you better at your job. You being white wouldn't have made people like you more. This is another case. Well, why do people want to create more fucking racism when we already have enough? Why do we need to create it in areas where it doesn't exist? Well, he might need a therapist. He might be in like this Jesus. crazy stage of like denial. And He's like, lost his fucking mind. Yeah. Like, like, like you, no one, think, no one thinks you being a minority makes you suck at calling balls and strikes. You just suck at calling balls and strikes. How many people actually you? know Angel Hernandez is a minority? I mean, like, I, I, yeah, it never even does it even cross your mind when you think it doesn't even, you know. I, I don't no. think he's living like a minority. I, I, I don't think he's living like a minority. And Joe what? West, he he was white. He sucked too. Yeah, we all let's hate Joe imagine West. that this is true too. Like, let's say that this was actually true. Is there a worse person to deliver this message than Angel Hernandez? <laughs> no. Uh, no. 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 Well, I think uh, maybe maybe CB Buckner. Oh yeah, that's right, CB Buckner. Yeah. yeah, if you know the name of a ref, chances are you confused, you... brother Buckner. Yeah, you never want to be <laughs> the ref. Confused brother Buckner. He just gave him a nickname. I love it. Yeah, that yep. that came from the MLB. You all have called him that, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. That's what his that's what his name was. Oh my lord, confused brother. That is absolutely hilarious. Yeah, he's bad too. But I mean, these umpires can't get out of their own way right now. I mean, Pat, did you see Ryan Presley for the Astros? What happened to him this week? No, so bad. I, I, I really, I imagined it happening to you and how you would have reacted. And honestly, so Ryan Presley's, you know, closing the game out for the Astros. It's not even that close, right, guys? Seven three. Four, seven three. Seven in the three. Ninth, there two you go. Yeah. Se- seven three nine. Two outs. Nine holes up. He throws a two seamer that runs inside and almost hits the batter. The umpires then get together and decide to issue a warning to him as if he's done this on purpose, and he loses his shit. Like, what are you all doing? Like, the announcers were laughing. Like, what is going on here? This is. A I, joke. I don't know how much longer they're gonna let. These umpires start continue to screw with these players. I mean, we're playing tiddlywinks with the hands and giving massages. We're we're testing players, man. You're not out there to man. We talked about this for a long time in another show. I know we did, but man, every last one of these guys deserve to go straight down to the minor leagues, in my opinion. You ain't got time for that bullshit, man. Yeah, no one, yeah. no one's buying tickets to a major league game and going. I hope I see these fucking moron umpires out there screw with the pitchers for an hour. No. Yeah, like, like I hope C.B. Buckner is the home how, Hold on. Today. Hold on. How, how about you do better at your job and let the players worry about theirs? This whole Angel I, Hernandez thing kind of feels like somebody from MLB called him up and said, Angel, listen, dude, we really need you to be better at what you're doing here because you're absolutely killing us and, like, we like you. And Angel Hernandez's response, he starts feeling the pressure that his job is on the line now and now throws this out to just kind of like, hey, if you do this – I, I have legal recourse here. Leo, you're that guy, huh? You 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 always see like uh, under or behind the scenes or uh, what do you call this? No, he's a suspect. You're always uh. Yeah, this yeah. Is, like, that's kind of how this feels. This idiot tried to tell us that Jean Benet Ramsey was really Katy Perry. Yeah, so excuse yeah, me, excuse me. I have a 35 on the Wonder Look, sir. You show me some respect. Oh, I got, oh I got 35, really? Yeah, yeah he didn't. I got a 36, yeah. by the way. I got, I got a 36. You didn't take the right test, dummy. Some somehow, uh, Leo got a thirty-five. He's, um, a, he's a he's a moron, yeah. Pat. Don't listen. To him. <clears throat> yeah, God we, these umpires. I, I, I'm like you. They almost come across as rookie cops. Like you know, it's like the yeah, guy who got picked on in high school, and 
now they got a badge, they feel like they've got some authority. So ha ha ha. No, dude, this yeah. is bullshit. Well, like, what's the Seth up. Rogen movie where he's the mall cop and he just goes completely crazy and is beating everyone with his nightstick? No, I'm talking about he goes absolutely shit, batshit crazy because he wants to be a cop, but he's mentally insane and you know yeah. he's running. Yeah, that sees on fire. But uh, yeah. I'm gonna go watch it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. And there's only one umpire, I think, in the history of baseball that people actually got excited to have behind the plate when they were going to a game, and that's Dutch Renner because he had the very like emphatic steep right one and stepped out and put on the show. Yeah, my, was, I'll, I'll give you all my favorite umpire real quick <clears throat> Ted Barrett. Yep, Ted I like Barrett, him. Ted Barrett used to spar with Evander Holyfield, he was his sparring partner. Whoa. Is, is Ted Barrett the slasher? Is he the guy that when he strikes three, he hits him with the knife? Who's that? No, that's not Teddy. I don't know who you're talking about. You know how I know Ted Barrett's a good umpire? Because I've never fucking heard of him. I'll right. probably forget his name after this show. <laughs> right. And that's how I know he's doing and that's how I know he's doing his job. This is a bad What's your thoughts on Randy Marsh? I told Teddy Barrett one time I was running the bullpen and I, I told him, I said, you know what, Ted? He said, I got I, I got no problems. I hate every single one of these umpires, and I could probably kick every last one of y'all's ass except for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Love it. It's probably Vander Holyfield. Right. That's legit. Well, that's that. Uh, you guys want to talk about your plays for the week? I've got a couple for today. Uh, Pat, okay. I want to hear Leo's plays first. Oh, man. you want to hear Leo's plays? Yeah. Okay. They're going to be terrible. They're not going to be terrible. All right. I'm, I'm all right with baseball. Hey, I've been taking care of business. score here, I think. You know, when blackjack comes back, we need a dry erase board table, and we got to get competitive on this if we're going to bring Leo. I like it. I'm fading the Red Sox tonight. All right, the Red Sox have been on fire. They're taking care of business. You're going to get a nice price on the Angels. At some point, the Angels have to win again. You got Otani on the mound against Nick Pavetta. Nick Pavetta hasn't been great on the road since he came to Boston. You're getting a decent price. I'm rolling with the Angels tonight, minus 110. That's my favorite play of the night. You see how much of an ass kisser he is. Normally, he likes to throw out stats. Like when I do the MLB show with Leo, it's just me and him. He'll give yeah. out like his ERA on the road, but he knows Pat oh, yeah, don't he like does. it, so he acts like a little. Nah, bitch. you gotta keep it simple on this show. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, like a little bitch. Unbelievable. That's how you get a thirty-five. Thank you, Pat. Do you have lunch meat in your fridge? Who me? Yeah. Um. No. No. Tell you to go. Put a handful of it in your mouth and then try to deliver your picks because that's how you're talking with Pat's balls in your mouth. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, Pat's going to love me by the end of this, all right? All right, Pat, do you want to go first or do you want Kyle to put you to sleep? Um, No, let me get my picks in so I can remember them before I fall asleep. There you go. <laughs> my picks – my look, here's my picks. My picks are real simple too, okay? You got the Yankees and the Cardinals – Two teams that I feel like are veteran-type lead ball clubs that play decent baseball right now going against your boys in Cincinnati. And, um, you know, I like I liked the Yankees and the Cardinals in the run line for all three games, and you come out ahead in, in both series, run line and every single game. Cardinals and Yankees. All right. Love it. All right. Um I'll, I'll go with mine first and let Kyle put us to sleep as we go out. Um, okay, perfect. I played a couple player props today. I got Votto over one and a half bases. Um, I, 
again, I'm on my phone, so I don't have it right in front of me um, who he's up against. But his average against this guy's like 414 with multiple uh, home runs and doubles. And is then Votto still is Votto healthy now, or is yeah, he just homered? Yeah, he, uh, I thought I thought his click caved in and he was on the DL. No, he he's back. He's back. Yeah. He, He's hitting again. Um, it's then, uh, Zach Davies. It's Zach Davies yeah, on the Zach Davies. And then uh, Rojas for the Marlins against Strasburg hits ridiculously good. I got him at two or more total bases. I uh, parlayed those up at plus 398. Uh, love that. Okay. A little risky. All right. A little risky. A little risky. Right. I'm That's a little risky. Well, Strasburg, you don't know how, how much you're going to get out of him today. How long are they going to let him go so the bats could come? Yeah, you're parlaying both of them too, huh, Bino? Yeah, I just need a a double. You love love free money, man. You love – I mean, look, dude, at the end of the day, a win is a win. You don't got to go with the free money all the time, man. Yeah, you want want that free money. There we go. There we go. I do like free money. I do love free money. My play is also Yankees today. I love the Yankees in the yeah. first five innings. It's a uh, minus 0.5 in the first five, minus 135. Uh, got Garrett Cole on the mound against Dylan Bundy. I can't think of a bigger pitching mismatch than that. Dylan Bundy, Bundy. <laughs> terrible. An 898 weighted three year OPS. Garrett Cole, of course, a low 596 weighted three year OPS. I expect Cole and the Yankees to win those first five innings. I've also got Garrett Cole over seven and a half strikeouts at plus 105. I don't know why that's priced as the underdog. Uh, he's gone over in five of his last six and six of his last eight starts. The Twins strike out the eighth most as a team in baseball. I like that quite a bit. And one more play at plus money. I'm taking the Orioles today, minus 0.5 in the first five at plus 115. Jordan Lyles is going to take the mound. But you got Chris Bubich on the mound for the Royals. And this Bubich. guy is a, he is what a, a fucking can. He is such Bubich. a he, he might be the worst starting pitcher in baseball without Mount Harvey <laughs> starting right now. So, you know, even though the Orioles aren't great, they profile beautifully. An 11-22 weighted three-year OPS. That's how bad Boobich has been. I'm going to take the Orioles at plus money in the first five innings as well. What a boob. What a boob. Yeah, free Matt Harvey, please. Are you sure you're done, Kyle? That's it. That's it. That's it. Wasn't too bad, right? No, that was pretty good today. I had you at four minutes there. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're starting to get used to it, Pat. So, um, all right, well. Thanks for everybody for tuning in. Another edition of In the Hole in the Books. Uh, good job, good job, guys. Appreciate love your it. all's uh, effort today, and uh, we'll see y'all next week. All right, man. I love it. Enjoyed it. Later, Leo, guys. Do pop in your cherry, man. <laughs>